Welcome to Field Notes by Ag Choice, a podcast series covering timely, relevant topics for Pennsylvania's agricultural and rural communities. Each episode will include an interview of an Ag Choice expert or one of our industry partners discussing information you need to know. I'm Rachel Sadizen, and with me today is Jeremy Walters of Wagner Sugar Camp. The Walters family is a second-generation maple producer located in Somerset County, Pennsylvania. Jeremy joins us to share about their operation and help us better understand the process of making maple syrup. Jeremy, thanks for joining me today. I'm glad to be here, Rachel. So first, could you begin by telling our listeners a little bit about your maple operation? Sure. Um, I've actually been making maple syrup for over 30 years now. My family started out with about 25 taps, and we just made maple syrup for ourselves and our immediate family. And I remember uh, whenever I was about nine years old, my father decided that he really did not have the time to make syrup anymore. And one evening he decided, and he told us that he was not going to make syrup this year, so the next day at school, I thought about it, and I thought, well, I, I want to make the syrup myself. So I remember, as you know, as a, a youngster, calling my father on the phone the next day after school, and I told my, my father that I wanted to, to put out a few taps, and he said, okay, we'll do it this weekend. And, and I said, no, I wanted to put out the taps now. And I said, I don't know which trees are maples. He described to me on the phone which trees were maples, and I went out that evening and, and put out the taps. And uh, the the maple operation just kind of grew from there. It uh, Eventually, we, we got to about 300 taps and then 1,200 taps. And at that time, they were all on buckets. And now we're at about 22,500 taps. And all of those taps now are under a vacuum tubing system. My fiance Jenny, helps year-round. And I have many family members and friends that also help as needed. It's really a labor-intensive enterprise, and it takes a lot of help during the season. In 2018, we purchased the Wagner Farm in West Salisbury, PA, which has a strong history of making syrup clear back into the mid-1800s. We're fortunate because many of the original tools and maple-producing equipment are on display at our farm, and that includes a lot of the wooden tanks that were used and the, the wooden buckets, which are called keelers. And most of those were made on the farm by the Wagner family. That's great, Jeremy. So so interesting to hear about the history and really how you got your start into maple. So I know that maple season is upon us, which is a very busy time for you. So could you explain to our listeners the process of tapping trees and really what's involved there? Sure. We actually right now are in the, the peak of the maple season, or we're just actually getting to the peak. Um, and since, you know, since we are a large operation, it's actually more of a, a year-round enterprise working on these maple projects. Um, we, we bottle syrup and actually make products all year long as, as the demand arises. And during the summer months, we try to replace the tubing that's at the end of its life cycle. Uh, in the fall, we walk all the lines to fix damage. It's uh, it's it's quite labor intensive. We we generally get a lot of damage by branches and trees coming down and 
for some reason, the squirrels like to chew on the tubing, so we uh, we have to go through and, and fix all the damage where the squirrels bite into the tubing also. Generally, in, in January is when we start to tap. It kind of varies year to year just because of the way the, the weather changes. But we normally have about 10 or 12 people each year that assist in tapping. We walk all the lines and drill a 5 sixteenths hole with a cordless drill and insert a new tap each year. It takes a lot of time because we have almost 100 miles of tubing in our four separate maple woods. Maple trees actually create an internal pressure when the tree freezes at night and warms up the next day. The pressure is what pushes the sap out. Since the trees need to freeze stall cycles to run, the weather's really ideal in the spring of the year. Once the sap starts to run, we have to walk all those lines several times during the season to fix the leaks. All of our tubing is under vacuum, so it's important to keep the leaks fixed. The experts in Vermont at the Proctor Maple Research Center actually say that once you get to 20 inches of vacuum, each inch is about 5% gain in yield. Wow, that's really interesting, Jeremy. So once you collect the sap into the storage tanks, really uh, what happens next? Sure. Well, once we have enough sap, it's actually run through a reverse osmosis machine. And the the RO, the reverse osmosis, uh, removes about 85% of the water from the sap, which that saves us time, fuel, and money. And basically what the RO is, is it's a, a pump and a filter. And the pump pushes the maple sap into this, this filter called a membrane. And it kind of like filters out the sugar, so the water will go through the membrane, but the sugar won't. Um, there's a lot of a lot of bottled water that's made with reverse osmosis. They use the the water that goes through the membrane, but we use um, the water that doesn't go through, which which includes the sugar. And some some of our sap is actually concentrated at the pump houses where the sap comes from the woods. And then we transport it with a tandem axle truck to the sugar camp. Once it gets there, we actually run it through another reverse osmosis machine to try to get it to about 20% sugar. And once it's about 20% sugar, it takes just a little over four gallons of sap to make a gallon of syrup. And just, just for comparison, the sap from the tree generally takes like 50 to 70 gallons of sap to make a gallon of syrup. Once the sap's at 20%, then we chill it in a refrigerated milk tank until we can boil it. And we boil the sap on a 4-foot by 14-foot evaporator that is oil-fired, and we burn about 14.5 gallons of oil per hour. With this setup, we produce about 80 gallons of pure maple syrup per hour, and once it comes off as syrup, we use a, we use a hydrometer to test it, and we double-check it with a thermometer to make sure it's at the correct density and the correct temperature. And we run it through a, a commercial filter press, and we hot-pack it in 40-gallon stainless steel barrels until we need it for bottling or making maple treats. Wow. So, you know, obviously maple syrup is the primary product produced, but I know that there are also a number of other handcrafted, delicious maple products. Uh, Jeremy, what other maple products does your operation make and sell? 
Yeah, everybody seems to love the the maple treats that we produce. Uh, I mean, syrup, we we traditionally think of syrup on pancakes, and there are so many other uses for it, but there are a lot of treats that are just just great snacks that we produce also. And some of the things we make are are maple sugar cakes, which is like a molded um, like cake of maple sugar. Uh, We make maple cream, which is a spread that can be used on, like, bagels or donuts. Um, we make maple taffy, and we actually make maple granulated sugar, which is a good substitute for cane sugar. Now, these these products, the only ingredient is pure maple syrup. They're just made by simply heating the syrup to a certain temperature, and then some of them you have to cool it and then stir it, and some of them you have to stir it and use a special machine. But... Like I say, the only ingredient for those products is pure maple syrup. We also make um, maple-coated peanuts, almonds, and walnuts, and those are a big hit. And during the season, we make maple peanut butter bonbons, and we have a cotton candy machine to also make maple cotton candy. Well, now I'm hungry, Jeremy, so I need to try some time. As we wrap up here today, Jeremy, could you tell our listeners really what you enjoy the most about being a maple oil producer, as well as anything you'd like to uh, anything else you'd like to share here today? Oh, you know, really, there are so many things about maple syrup that I really do enjoy. It's to me, maple. It's not only a business, but it's a passion. It's it's one of those enterprises, like a lot of farming enterprises. It's not something you you get into with with you know, hoping to make a bunch of money and and not really having your heart into it. Maple, you have to have your heart into it. Um, and 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 for me, fortunately, maple is a passion. And I really like to manage the trees in our sugar woods because I enjoy seeing the results of forestry management. To us, the woods is like a big garden. So removing the undesirable trees helps the other maple trees grow which ultimately produces more sap, which means more syrup. I also enjoy educating people about syrup because maple syrup is only produced in the northeastern United States and into Canada. Many people are not familiar with the process, and most people are fascinated to hear about it, and people especially love to taste the syrup and taste the maple products. Well, Jeremy, it's been a pleasure having you on today's podcast to learn about everything involved with making maple syrup. And just want to say good luck to you during this year's season. Well, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Listen to other episodes of Field Notes by Ag Choice posted at agchoice.com slash podcast.